Well, it's October something, and we are starting another week of Chatterbox Video Game Radio. My name's Alon. And my name remains Ara. And that guy over there. Yeah, I'm Tony. That's Tony. Tony D. Joining us for week number two. Yeah, so I'd like us to talk about something a little different, at least for the first segment. We'll see, we'll see how much we want to talk about it in the second segment. This is something we've discussed on the show before. We have, but now I have a whole new perspective. Okay, so tell me about it. Well, as you guys know, or may not know, depending on if you heard the last episode. So Tony's here to train me in the... Crimson Arts. Crimson Arts, yes. You know, we never actually explained why he was here, just that he was here and what he does. That's true. So, they, so now we're now the cat's out of the bag. Yeah. So, okay. Let me, let me give a very brief background, right? So this game, this, this game, this book came out around uh, some years ago. 2005, I think. 2005, called The Game, written by Neil Strauss. I read it in like 2007. Um, very eye-opening, right? So it's basically all about pickup and seduction and some, I guess, so-called underground community of people who practice the so-called crimson arts right yeah they're they call they called themselves pickup artists back then right so this is um you know this is the kind of thing that is uh, you know equally fascinating for men and women alike i think and it was something that was incredibly interesting to me and so anyway the the short of it is that i kind of told myself like this was something i was interested in getting into Mostly as an expression of self-improvement for myself. Because, Alana, as you know, I'm continuously dissatisfied. Yes. And, and so, um, you know, that's kind of... I don't want to frame it negatively, right? So the, the positive way to frame that is that I'm always looking to improve myself in all aspects. That's a good thing. Yes, it is a good thing. The, but I, we have encouraged people to, to investigate this this life, or at least this knowledge in the past. Indeed. And so I felt like it was the right time for me to really get serious. And this was the kind of thing where, you know, I'll, I'll be quite honest. And this is will come t- as no shock to anybody. Because you've been honest on this program before. <laughs> Why, yes. Sometimes too honest for most people to handle. Yeah. But I don't care because I have no shame. And so... Anyway, what I was going to say was, at least at least previously, right? Like, I wasn't the type of person just to go out to bars, right? Or just to, you know, oh, let's go out to bars and, like, meet women and stuff like that, right? And is, is a bar your choice hangout now? Well, let's just say I'm warming up to it, okay? Let's just say that well, – I don't want to get too ahead, of, too ahead of ourselves. Okay. But anyway, the reason why Tony's here is to basically give me um, – a, a, a different perspective, a new perspective to push me out of my comfort zone and to basically help me develop myself better just simply as a human being. Okay, and in return, you're training him on some aspect of video games? Well, not really, but I'm actually training him <laughs> at the gym every day. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. So are are you getting pumped up, Tony? Is this... Every part of my body is sore, and every part of his emotional core is sore. So, yeah, we have an equal balance of pain in it our lives It sounds like now. it's a good trio, because I did a half marathon on Saturday and basically couldn't walk for two days straight. So yeah. we're all pretty sore. Nice. Yeah, so, so there's value in challenging yourself on a regular basis, as we all are aware of. And yeah, can, can I point out, by the way, I for like the first half, I was keeping a pace faster for my half marathon. Your half marathon. Keeping a pace faster than I was expecting because okay. of the music and the crowd and first whatever. First half you did good. Yes. And by the way, this is the first half marathon that I've, first organized half marathon that I've done. That's like what, 12 miles? That's marathon. It's 13.1. But um, what I'm trying to say is first half I was doing better than I expected. And like the whole time I'm just doing the math in my head to make sure that I can finish and beat two hours. And then towards the end I get so tired or like my legs aren't working anymore and I realized I could totally do two hours if I weren't being such a puss. And I'm not, damn it, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> and I just had to accept that I was like two hours and three minutes. 
Very it's disappointing. It's close. It's well, pretty, overall, it's not badass. bad, but damn it. When you have a limit there, uh, three minutes off, I think it was like maybe maybe I was four minutes because I don't know. I haven't seen the official time. Um, was, there, was there a limit of two hours? No. No, not at all. It was your personal limit. Yeah, because I mean... Because it's a real round number, okay. and I think there's this this idea of doing a four hour marathon, and I don't plan on doing a marathon anytime okay. soon. But well, that would break well, down. Well, enough to... talking about you. Let's talk about me some yeah. more. I just was interjecting for a second. I'm impressed. Okay. So anyway, um, the long of the short of, and the short of it is that this past week, um, we've gone out like basically virtually every night. I've 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 met more women. And I've day. talked to more women, and I've actually gotten more phone numbers than in this past week, than I think probably, to truly be honest, the past several years of my life, if not the past decade. Okay. You've been working very hard. So, and I've actually, I've been able to do things that I totally didn't think I could do. Tony's a really, really good. Tell, coach. tell us, tell us a story about Saturday night, perhaps something you did on Saturday Saturday night that blew your mind. All right, yeah, this was probably the most. Just so reader, so just so your listeners can get an idea of what it's like to go out and practice this the same way you would practice at a gym or practice a video game. Before we hear the story, I want to make the point that this is very off topic for us. Yeah, but but here's the thing: Ara and I, we didn't know each other growing up. We only met, you know, when he started doing the show. Uh, but I have a feeling we grew up in similar ways, right? And I have a feeling that our listeners are somewhat similar to us. And that there's a chance that we have listeners who are young enough who can truly benefit from this, right? Like you're still in college, you're still in high school. If you were to learn some of these things, and I don't think we're going to spend a whole show talking about it, but if you do, your life would probably be better. And our our lives have been improved, but it could have been improved 10 or 15 years earlier, and I would have been much happier. <laughs> So just FYI, I think it fits into the mold of the listener very well. Right. Yes, I agree. So anyway, so last night we went to American Junkie, Scottsdale. I've never heard of this Scottsdale. Um, New Times 2012 award-winning club for best place to um, pick up girls at. Pick up cougars or any old girl? No, anybody. Okay. Um, Anyway, there actually weren't that many cougars there. There were actually – there was a lot of – should we discuss the Scottsdale stigma? No, 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 no. It's not important. Okay. Anyway, anyway. So, so a little tiny bit of background I have to give is that, you know, this – up until this point, okay, like I'm going to describe now like what happened when I approached a group of three girls, okay? And up until this point, like we've – I mean we've approached like lots and lots of women, okay, practicing, just trying to just, – just to talk to them, just to, you know – just to get accustomed with the idea of opening groups of people that are strange to you. And it's a strange thing. You know, it's not something that everybody does. In fact, most people don't do it. In fact, when we were out at the bars, right, we saw like what, like maybe like one or two people doing the same kind of thing that we were doing. Yeah. You most mean, people, as opposed to just staying to themselves. Yeah, as opposed to like, okay, group of five girls goes out. They stay like five girls. They just stay talking to each other. Group of There's a group of five guys right next to them. Like we, I saw this at American Junkie, right? Group of five guys like adjacent to them. All the guys are just talking with each other. All the girls are just talking with each other. They're not mingling at all, right? Well, the, the guys want to talk to them. They're just afraid that they'll make mistakes. They don't know what to say. The girls don't want to be interrupted, and these are the thoughts in their heads, you know, so that's what's keeping them from talking to the girls. Right. Yeah. And this is – and, you know, I'm not Superman. I'm no different. Tony's not Superman either. Um, Can I explain how I instructed you? Sure, sure. So I said, Ara, okay, you're going to get a phone number. And I looked around, and I kind of learned what kind of girls he likes. I said, that one. And she's with two of her friends. So a lot of people have a fear of approaching a group of women because – it's intimidating, right? But Actually, said, weren't, weren't you like just get one from them, like anyone you want? Yeah, yeah. I say get the one you want. But what I said to do is to walk over there, tap the girl that you like on the shoulder. So she turns around, look at her friends and say, hey, just one minute with like a hand, just one minute. And then take the girl's hand and walk her about two feet out of the group. And so I was like, okay, here I go. And uh, what happened? 
Okay, so I go up to them, right? And first, you know, I, I, I didn't do it exactly like that, right? So the first thing is that I just introduced myself straight up, right? So no, like, beating around the bush about it. Just, you know, hey, guys, I'm Aura. You know, what are your name? Like, I didn't actually even ask for their names. Like, they just, like, once you kind of, like, approach like that, they kind of, like, it's like the the expected thing to, like, for them to tell you their names once you say your name, right? So you get like a little bit of like like obligate, obligatory rapport, right? And and really, I just asked them, the whole group, like one question. I think it was like, oh, if you were a, if you were a, cartoon character, what character cartoon character would you be, right? And they all answered something, um, and then I just you know the one on my right, I'm like, okay, well she's the cutest one. This is the one that I want. So I was like. Hey guys, I'm going to borrow her for a second. Is that okay with you? And they're like, okay. And they're, it was actually incredible because they were immediately responsive to me. Like there wasn't any pushback. And I have to qualify this by saying that um, this is after repeated multiple approaches where you either just get blown out right away or nothing happens or they're completely disinterested or nothing you say can get them interested. So this was just like some kind – this was just like one of those magical things where just like right away it was just like – yeah, you look you look like the kind of guy I'm interested in. I'm like, yeah, you look like the kind of girl I'm interested in. I mean, I, we didn't say this, right? It's just in your head. And so I, I pull her toward me, right? So I pull her away from the group. I mean, you know, th- we're 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 about to go to break. Can I have you? Yeah. Can we leave a suspenseful hook? Oh, there'll be a suspenseful hook. Okay, yeah. and we'll come back and we'll hear what happened after you pulled her away. Okay, right? I think that's that's the way to do it. Tony, is this going to be an exciting story? So exciting! All right, we'll be right back. Chatterboxers, how much do you love Amazon.com? Since you're like me, the answer is a lot. And since you love Chatterbox almost as much, here's what I want you to do. Next time you get a new game, a pair of socks, downloadable MP3, anything really, go to helpchatterbox.com. It takes you to Amazon, but when you buy something, we get a piece of the action. That's good for us, and Amazon feels good because you didn't buy it from GameStop. Helpchatterbox.com. Remember it. Bookmark it. Tattoo it backwards on your forehead. And yes, all I'm asking you to do is buy stuff you are already going to buy. Just do it at helpchatterbox.com. And we're back. You're listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. And learning something that you would not normally learn at the University of Advancing Technology, whose website is uat.edu. But we're going to teach it to you. Well, we're not teaching, really. We're just telling a story. But, but we will get to video game chatter yeah, well, after this story. Momentarily. Okay. Okay, so one thing I've learned over this past week is that physically escalating is very attractive. And rapidly physically escalating is even more attractive. And the longer you wait before you physically escalate with the opposite sex, the less attractive it is. I don't think most listeners would know what you even mean by physically escalating. You're, you're, you're totally right. So by physically escalating, I mean uh, – and, and Tony, you can jump in with more details if you don't feel this is sufficient. But you're basically letting your intentions known in a physical way by actual body contact or touch. Yeah, let's not let our minds run away with that, though. Right? This isn't. This isn't like you're not a dog um, in a field. Yeah, this isn't like. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's be extremely clear. Right? This is a I club. Mean, this is a club where most people go, and if they don't know anything about clubs, they try to talk, 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 talk about nice things, and then they wonder why the girl walks away. So I'm explaining to Ara, like in a nightclub, you know, it's just like here's some mechanical things you can do, just like in a game, right? But just walk up and. When, after you pull her, pull pull a girl towards you, just throw her hands up around your neck and put your hands on her waist and pull her in. If you do it with full belief, like the Matrix style belief, like there is no spoon, most women will will come right into that sort of physicality with you. And this is exactly what Ara did. And I was fist pumping on the side while he was doing this, going like, "Yes," because it was awesome. 
Yeah, so the, the beautiful thing that happened was that I took her hand, okay? And so I took that pulling of her hand. She was totally, like, accepting of it, okay? So I want to be really, really clear. Like, this isn't, like, just go up to the woman and start humping or anything like that, right? This is there, – there's, there's so much that can be said for nonverbal communication, and you can do that in a way that it's not like you're doing something that's socially unacceptable, right? So this isn't like forcing somebody to do something they don't want to do. This is basically – it's kind of like physically testing them to see what their disposition is towards you in a much more efficient way than just beating around the bush, okay? So anyway, so I take her hand, right? So as I'm pulling her away from the group, like the other, the other two girls – they're, I mean, they're like, they're all smiles. They're like, they're almost high-fiving her, in fact, right? So they came here. So I knew right away, like, they came here to find a cool guy. I'm the cool guy for her. The other two girls are like, yeah, go, you know, you got your man. Yeah, they basically turned their backs to it and kind of smiled at each other and let it happen, which is always good. Like, they didn't, you know, come and try to steal her away, which, you know, happens quite often. Right. So this was like, okay, so I was like, okay, this is really good sign. Okay, so as I'm pulling her away, right, I take her hand and we, we kind of lock fingers, okay? And this is another thing you can do to kind of test to see what her disposition is. Because if she wants to pull away, she will. But she didn't. And I actually, I, I mean, I, we locked fingers for like quite some time. Yeah, it was beautiful. So anyway, let's, let's speed this seduction up here. So... Ara sweet-talked her for a little while, and um, she really seemed to enjoy it. What were you talking about? So here, here's a really interesting thing, because... The, mo- the, most guys want to know what to say. That's their biggest problem with girls. Like, it's guys that haven't been with a lot of women. They're like, what do I say to girls? I just don't know. Yeah, so, so the really beautiful thing about this was that even though I had, like, okay, you know, the whole, like, question, like, oh, what cartoon character would you be? Like, okay. Like, I thought of that beforehand. That wasn't, like, totally, like, spontaneous off the cuff. But what developed after that was spontaneous and off the cuff um, because what I told her was that she was like, oh, Little Mermaid. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome, right? And she kind of rolls her eyes and she's like, yeah, I, you know, I bet you think that's awesome, right? And then I'm like, no, that's actually awesome not because I like the Little Mermaid. I actually don't care about the Little Mermaid. The fact that you responded so quickly tells me something about yourself. It tells me that you're actually very confident about yourself and – and it's true. That's what that is like. That is a that was a genuine thing coming from me, right? And I totally saw that that was something that connected with her emotionally, and it's she she just loved that, right? As soon as that I said that, like she was like, I like this guy. And here I thought you would have just started talking about Power of Illusion, <laughs> your uh, new game out November eighteenth yeah. or whenever yeah, it comes so out. Yeah, a little too nerdy <laughs> to get, get into that, you know. You but, have told quite a few girls that we met. Quite a few women we've met that you are a game designer and you worked on Disney, but not in a way that brags. It just kind of comes out because it's, it's, it's real. But anyway, long story short, our, uh, um, talked to her for about five or six minutes, got her phone number, and he was just happy as a, as a, what's happy, a Care Bear? A, a very happy thing. Yeah, yeah. it was, I, if, I mean, if, if I thought that I could do this, if you told me that I would be able to do this, I would not believe you previously. And it's, it's just been like, I've been, you know, I mean, Tony's been here to stretch my abilities and yeah. he's totally been doing that. I can tell that you're very happy about it because you wanted to take up a whole segment on the show to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> so can I uh, can I do a little pitch? Um, my website's absoluteability.com. So if you guys are interested and you want to know more about game, you can check that out and just uh, read up about it. All right. There's one last thing I want to say about this. Okay. Um, and, and, you know, before I actually had Tony work with me I talked to him about this and he's he's very very um sober about the reality of you know what pickup and game is and the sober reality of it is that it's relentless rejection after rejection after rejection and I knew that I needed to have a coach for this because like I said like I didn't have my own proclivity to go about you know going out every night and like getting my ego torn down constantly you know I, I wasn't doing it myself, and I knew that this is just a little boost that I needed to actually give me the courage to do that. And this one hook that was like – I always said before this week, right, that I've never actually went out to a bar and gotten a girl's phone number. I, I, I haven't heard you say that, but – Well, I've said it to myself, okay. right? It was something that I'd never actually experienced being able to accomplish, right? And like now I've actually done that, 
right? And I know how to do it, which is really amazing. But the thing, the real key is that, you know what, like we failed so many times before that one. And, and Tony, like you have like a, yeah, there's like a ratio, right? Like you say like, you know, about 10 approaches to actually get one phone number on average. Well, I say that there's no way you won't get one if you try 10 times and you do it pretty, you know, reasonably well. Yeah, so that's a much more positive way of putting it, right? But the thing is that these these incredible moments, like people who who will like read about, you know, like like read in the game, or you know, if you read like you know what this 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 guy known as Mystery says and all this stuff, like usually this kind of pickup thing is framed like, oh well, you know, you practice this thing and then you get so good at it, and it's like just anything you say, you'll just go out every night and get any woman you want, and it's not like that. That that's certainly how it's portrayed in the book. Right. Yeah. I mean, maybe if you're doing, if you've done it for three years, and then maybe then you're like that. But no, man, nobody's like that. Okay, it's nobody's a... like that. Yeah, actually, you were telling me even Tony about you know this story about how like mystery went out one night and he just got like blown out time after time after time one night. Yeah, I've st- I've had students that worked with mystery. I've, you know, we all know each other in the industry. I don't know him personally, but. People are very honest about it. It's about confidence. It's about charm, and that it's something you can learn with practice. It really is style, confidence, charm, wit. You know. Yeah, and all these things, the the success, like it's, it needs to be done without expectation of success because otherwise you'll just your your mind will be destroyed. You yeah. just have to realize that you have to be outcome independent. And this moment, like I'm telling you about the successful moment. I'm not telling you about the 15 unsuccessful moments that I had before that, that were, you know, I'll be honest, like pretty, pretty emotionally draining. <laughs> yeah, I could see that being a little crushing. Yeah. I, uh, I don't have as much experience as you do here. I'm, uh, I was happy that the, the, basically the one bigger, big effort I put in paid off. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> but I did get locked into marriage pretty early. Uh, all right. Well, thank you for the story. Yeah, but I enough, want I want to move on to gaming the... stuff now. I'll just say to your uh, listeners: if anybody wants to ask a question, they can ask a question, and I might be on the show if I'm invited back to answer one or two in the future. If you guys care, if there is an interest in pursuing this leisure this, suit, Larry, this line of of discussion into future <laughs> weeks, yeah. I'm certainly open to it. If other people are, but. But I do want to stay on topic a little bit. Okay, well, this, this so, sounds like a great time to give out our phone number. Yeah, it is. So if you want to call us, we'll take video game questions. We'll take game questions. But it's voicemail, so please keep it uh, under two minutes and, keep, and please enunciate. And our number, it's 480-442-6321. And if there's too many numbers for you, that's 480-4GAME21. All right, so I know that you have a number of topics, game... Yeah, so now like, we're going to actually start talking about video Video game-related topics uh, to discuss. I had some... I, I did want to point out, I turned on my PS3 for the first time in not that long. Yeah, did you finally uh, accept my friend request I sent you a year and a half ago? I don't think so. Thanks, I, it, thanks for that. It doesn't pop up. It's not yeah. like Xbox Live where it's like, hey, you got a friend request. Yeah, okay. Well, I there's, there's a friend request in there somewhere. I don't even know where it. to go. You know where to go. I know that I have a friend who is you, but it might, not, it might not be the user that you're currently using. No, you know where to go. Come on, you know how to use computers. No, I definitely have, I believe it's Arashir yeah. as a friend. Yeah. So yep. did you friend Moalan 1 or just Moalan? Oh, God, I don't even know. Right, because you might... We might be friends, and you don't even realize it. Okay, fair enough. So, uh, all right, so I opened up the PS3, and of course, having to update system software, blah, yeah, blah, blah, so pain in the so, butt. So you turned it on, and you got to actually use it like uh, two days later. Eventually, got to use it. And it has that scroll thing that stuff has happened, and it's currently advertising the city building game. And I'm like, what was that? Sit- free city building in PlayStation Home? I happen to enjoy city building games, although... Oh, it's it part of home. Sounds super, super boring when you just say city building games. Um, I was like, all right, I'll, I'll give it a try. So I go into PlayStation Home for the first time in a very, very long time. I don't you, know if you've been there You're a lately. courageous man because that's almost as hard as going to the mall and approaching and, strangers. And ho- going into PlayStation Home, first of all, it doesn't work. And I like reboot the system and then it does work. Uh, but it's, it just opens up this world. There's so many different things you can download to see and to do. And then I'm, I'm going to have to continue this when we get back. 
This is this is a cliffhanger. We'll be right back. Okay, we're back, and I'm talking about PlayStation Home, but just a reminder, our phone number, 480-4GAME21, our website, chatterboxgameshow.com. And Tony, what's your website again? www.absoluteability.com. I will hit you if you ever say www again. I know. My brother Seriously. gives me hell for that, too. All right. I prefer whoa, whoa, whoa myself. Not, not I. Okay, so I open up PlayStation Home, and this, this world, or this many lists of worlds opens up. And what I realize, in very short order, is that all of them suck tremendously. <laughs> because they have you... But you, hit, you didn't learn your lesson the first time, so you no. got to go back for more punishment. No, let me tell you, I've been in home three times. First was when I first opened up and I wanted to see what it was about. All right? And it took me like an hour to even discover that there was literally anything to do. Like there was a game you could play above the pond or something. And then I went in later... I think to like get my free Evo joystick or something. Like if you access it PlayStation Home on a certain day, then you get a little thing where it like rolls around, a little avatar item. And uh, fake fake item, not real item. Yeah, 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 virtual thing. I don't know if that's what actually brought me there, but I discovered it. I remember that happened because I still have that thing following my avatar around. So that was the second time I accessed it, and then the third time was this weekend when I tried it. It's like, oh, city building game, great, and you go in there, and then like. So you download the thing that lets you go to the world associated with this game. But then in order to play that game, when you're in the world, you have to like walk up to something and press X. And when you do, you're allowed to download the data that allows you to actually play the game, right? So there's the PlayStation Home area. I don't know what they call it. The, the world that's associated with this game, right? And it's okay. just this place you walk around with your avatar and stuff and can talk to other people or dance or whatever it is you want to do. Um, but then to actually play the game that they're advertising, that's a PlayStation Home city building game, which of course has microtransactions in it, um, you then have to download more data. I had to download 2.3 megabytes. It's not a lot. Do you have any idea how long it took me to download 2.3 megabytes? not a lot of data. Usually that takes about 10 seconds. Usually, yes. Not in home. More like two seconds on my connection. (laughs) That's right, because I have slow internet. (laughs) Yeah. Um... I think because this game, they're probably advertising it heavily, right? well, the fact that I was brought in to play that game. By the way, this is not the first thing I tried. I tried this like fifth. Um, it took probably many minutes to download this 2.3 megs. And then I go in, and it is the most friggin' horrible city-building atrocity what, what were you I've, expecting? I've ever seen. I mean, this is like Taco Bell I, announcing so Locos Tacos I expected Doritos. low graphics. Right, but I expected some element of how to play or instruction or like something that could be interesting, okay. and I became so disinterested so quickly. You, you want to know my favorite game in PlayStation Home? The one that says "quit." No, I, I created an avatar of a really hot girl, and I walk around and and I amuse myself while people hit on the really hot girl, and then while they hit on me, I transform into a really big trollish-looking creature. And watch them all scream and laugh. And some people get really upset. And, How do you and transform? You just change your avatar. You go into your menu and you change it to one of your other caricatures. And I've got oh. one that looks like a Ghostbuster meets a hamster. <laughs> and it's really huge and kind of, it's very obese. And, and people freak out because they actually, they'll hit on you if you're a hot girl in that game. People will walk up and be like, what's yeah. up, girl? And I'll get them talking to me and inviting me back to their house. And I'll transform. It's like a little social experiment. I want to see what it feels like to be a pretty girl. So Well, it's funny. I wonder if those people are practicing their pickup techniques inside the game. <laughs> Rather poorly. I actually give them tips sometimes and <laughs> stuff like that. Um, well, this that was something that I learned. That apparently it's all horrible. Everything in there is just, is just you bad. You knew this already. I'm shocked, Alon. I'm shocked. No, I didn't necessarily know that. I thought, hey, it's evolved. There's so many things you can do. But, the, I mean... 
the game was bad. The interface, by the way, was also abysmal, right? There's all these different areas that you have to download to play, which I understand, right? I, I wouldn't want to have to download three gigs just to open up home. So you download piecemeal, sure. you know, a la carte when you need it. But um, when you download it, there's no area you can go to to say, show me all the things that I have downloaded. And there's background downloading, right? So I might say, download this in the background, download this one in the background. So then I've got five different areas I downloaded, and I already forgot because I've been staring at 50 of them. Right. And I can't. Like, you can favorite them, but if you downloaded without favoriting, then you can't even remember which ones you, you wanted to go to. And you might not be able to find them because there's 10 different lists, and you have to just go through until you happen to find the one that, oh, yeah, I downloaded that one, so now let me play it, right? And then you play it, and you realize you can only actually do something in the world if you buy coins with real money. And that's annoying. Uh, but also, so there's this place called The Midway and The Midway 2 and The Midway 3, which Sounds are just... Sounds exciting. Yeah, it's sequences of, like, carnival games. But I'm like, some of that stuff can actually be interesting little, you know, two-minute gaming or 30-second gaming, and so I'd like to give it a try. But I'm not going to pay for it, especially because there's no opportunity to see what the game is when you go pay for it. Sure. Or before you go pay for it, I mean. And by the way, The Midway 3, which is the one that I tried... Um, all of the games are just takes on uh, vulgarity, right? There's there's a game called like Jack Me Off, and there's a game called like Pucket, nice. and or something like that, right? Nice. So they what? So you just walk up to these, you know, this graphic representation of a game, but you have no idea what the game is. But you're supposed to pay real money to get coins to play these games, and you have no idea what it is. It's a game called Pucket. Sure, I'll, I'll definitely put a coin into that. That must be located in the high-class section of the city. Um, I don't know. Not really. But, but it's funny. I mean, it's, it's an interesting idea, right? So would you pay one, two, three, ten, whatever dollars to play a crappy game? Or something no. that you don't know what it is? Of course not. Of course not. But if you just buy 50 coins for a dollar and you can play any of these games as much as you want, well, not as much as you want, but since you have 50 coins, you could have 50 games, right? Right. But you're never warned that maybe 100% of the games available to you are horrible. And maybe while trying to find one that you like, you've wasted 10 or 12 coins okay, on so other this, crap games. This is games. perfect because it's like an actual carnival. Yeah, yeah, but in an actual carnival, you know the game before you pay except, for it. It's like an actual carnival, except you don't get to see anything before you pay money. Yeah, like because you know sometimes you play a carnival game and you're like, oh my god, this looks easy, but it's super hard. I'm never going to win that prize, right? right? First of all, can't really win many prizes, although I'm sure you can win virtual okay, prizes. So it's worse than a real carnival. But it, it brings it brings the idea of like the crappy microtransaction economy down even lower, which I didn't know was very possible right you're actually paying for something that's completely blind to you yeah okay well uh, um i don't want to go to a carnival that doesn't have cotton candy or the smell of vomit that's yeah two wonderful things right yeah they, they even each other out anyway there there are some free things you can do in home which i played the cogs game which kept me entertained for a good two and a half minutes or something but uh but most stuff is and that wasn't very good it was just not absolutely horrible just pretty darn bad um it's just it's disparaging right how bad home still is and by the way still in beta yeah well speaking of disparaging the playstation 3 is almost being replaced with whatever the next one is and it's still in beta yeah just i've given up on it i don't know how long it's been around but it's got to be at least three years it's been a while it's been it's a long friggin' beta i'm actually i'm actually curious how many users are on it but i'm sure sony will never say they have said. I mean, it's a lot. Apparently, it's a moneymaker because people still do it. By the way, I'm there's skeptical. a there's a Disgaea 4 area. Oh, joy. I it's, can't wait. It's to supposed to be like a representation of the inside of look Disgaea. At, look at graphics that are just like a game I have and watch strangers walk around for no reason. Isn't Disgaea a 2D game, though? It's it's No, it's like... Isometric I mean, or something? Are in 3D. It's like an isometric projection. Okay, well, this is like a full 3D world you walk around in. My PlayStation oh, Home's that... broken. Like, it downloads and it just freezes. I can't even get on it. I haven't... That's why I stopped playing it. The PlayStation 3? Yeah, on well, my PlayStation 3 at home. Like, it gets stuck on the, the downloading update screen and it just freezes. That's great. I'm, I'm sure that's happened to nobody else in the yeah, world. Yeah, get a new yeah. hard drive. Okay, anyway, I want, I want to move on. <laughs> I want to move on to um, Political City. Is so, that your your nickname for the multiple political things we have to talk so, about? Yeah. So, um, you know, it's like, uh, I guess there's a lot of elections coming up real soon, right? Yeah. And I uh, 
I have the news at work running all the time, and I just see nothing but Romney and Obama. Oh, and if you're watching MSNBC, half the time they're also showing SNL skits. Um, but yeah, it's just it's nothing but election coverage. Yeah, well, twenty four hours a day. If you live in Maine. There, there's a some race for a state senate seat, and so there's this lady um, named Colleen Lachowitz, and so she's running for state senate, right? And she's, I guess, I guess she's the Democrat. Yeah, she's the Democrat. And so the main GOP, um, they're like, oh, okay, let's let's see, uh, you know, what dirt we can dig up on this Colleen character. By the way, GOP basically just means Republican. Yeah, Republicans. Um, Oh look, we found out that she plays World of Warcraft. So how can we spin a campaign to dish <laughs> dirt against this lady who just happens to play World of Warcraft? Well, which I'm I'm sure plenty of other Congress people do as well. Yeah, right. So basically, they 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 have this attack campaign, and I'm looking at this uh, this this basically like this advertisement, right? Where the left half, right, it's just like a picture of her and it says, in our world, Colleen Latchewitz is a candidate for the state senate. And then the other half of the ad, it's like, in Colleen's online fantasy world, she is Santiago, an orc assassination rogue. And then under that, there's a quote, so I'm a level 68 orc rogue girl. That means I stab things a lot. Who would have thought that a peace-loving social worker and Democrat would enjoy that? So, I mean, this Doesn't is like, she specifically say, I didn't think I would like poisoning and stabbing so much? Um, probably. Yeah, there's, there's like, I mean, you there's know. There's a line that I saw criticized on CNN where she specifically cites poisoning and stabbing and enjoying doing those things. Yeah, apparently, like, she's said some, some she's made posts um, under, like, a blog under her own name about her war, World of Warcraft accomplishments. Oh, okay, that might have been cited from the blog. Yeah, and so, like, you know, she'll say things about, like, now if you'll excuse me, I may have to go and hunt down Governor, no, hunt down Grover Norquist and drown him in my bathtub. And, okay, that's probably not the best thing to say. But anyway, <laughs> um, I mean, you know, these are just, like, I mean, you know, just somebody's just talking extemporaneously. You know, it's, like, that's obviously um, not serious and so they're framing and within the context her. of the game it's fine saying right. you want to poison and stab people yeah. totally fine because that's the point of the game yes absolutely right and and so basically i mean this is crazy right they even made a website called colleensworld.com the the gop did so there's a whole website that is dedicated to defaming her just because she plays world of warcraft no, it's because she's running as a Democrat. And, and she's running for office. So don't, don't play games and run for office. We'll be right back. Are you going to find a Master of Science program in technology that creates thinkers who understand how business works and how to apply the technology? Where else are you going to discover a graduate degree in technology that is customized to meet your objectives? Where else in the Valley, on campus or online, can you study at the only private university that gives you the opportunity to focus in specialized areas like network security, artificial life programming, and game studies, as well as technology management? Where else? Where else but the University of Advancing Technology? UAT's graduate technology program is accelerated. It combines business with technology. It offers the flexibility to adapt quickly to changes that come in high-tech fields. Feed your brain. Lead. Manage. You won't find this innovative environment anywhere else. UAT, the select private university where you'll be fully immersed in technology. The experience is unrivaled. Click UAT.edu. That's UAT.edu. All right, we're back. Chatterbox, video game radio. We're talking about Colleen Latchewitz running for state senate and how she's being attacked because she plays... World of Warcraft, and she just happens to enjoy stabbing things in World of Warcraft, which 
Who doesn't? I'm sure they tried to take it out of context and suggest she likes just stabbing things. Yeah. So I'm going to read you guys a couple quotes, right? So there's uh, this guy named David Sorensen. He's a spokesperson for the main GOP party. And he says, we think anyone making comments about drowning Grover Norquist and stabbing things shows a shocking level of immaturity and poor judgment that voters should know about. Certainly the fact that she spends so much time on a video game says something about her work ethic and, again, her immaturity. Now, look, I don't know how long it takes to get to level 68, but the game's been out for a while. Like, there's, there's clearly, like, nothing here that necessarily says that she plays video games or World of Warcraft too much to not be... I can tell you with certainty job. she doesn't play it that much because otherwise she would be level 80. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, there you go, right? So anyway, um, it's funny. There's like the main Democratic Party now had like has, has created a website to collect donations for, quote, a gamer who's under attack, which is her. Um, I mean, this, this, is pretty, this is pretty terrible mudslinging. Um, this guy, the party's chairman, the Democratic Party's chairman, this is the last thing I want to say about this, said this quote. Um, so Ben Grant is his name. Colleen may play World of Warcraft online, but it's been far more hurtful to the main people that Tom Martin, I guess it's one adversary, has been playing, quote, Worlds of Hurt at level 90 with their pensions, access to healthcare, and public schools. That's an awesome quote. So, Worlds of Hurt. Touche, Ben Grant. Yeah, I was going to suggest similar things, right? Like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they, the Republicans have said a lot of crazy things. That Aiken guy has been quoted for saying the stupidest shit ever lately. So, Yeah, so, that, so that's pretty <laughs> thrilling. Um, okay, so the next thing I want to talk about is you guys have heard about this company called Kixi? Uh, K-I-X-E-Y-E. That's right. They're the programmer people. They are the programmer people. They are best known for they released a commercial some months ago that was kind of like parodying some of the other video game companies. And I want to draw your attention to that commercial. There's like this fake company in it called called the Jenka, which is like a play on Zynga, right? And the logo is like two dogs humping each other, like in silhouette form. <laughs> okay, I just like, yeah. I so want... it's it's a clear mockery of Zynga. Yeah, I want that jacket so badly. By the way, um, anyway, so there, there's been some controversy going on with Kixi. Um, apparently, there um, you know it's been all over the blogs and stuff. So. Um, there's this employee, okay, he's black, um, he goes by the handle Curiosity, okay? And so he's probably black and gay. Well, I mean, okay, maybe, sure. Just a guess. I mean, just a guess, maybe. Um, and so, you know, one day he was, he was brought in to, um, you know, some conference room, and they didn't like the way that he dressed, right? And they said, you're dressing too thuggishly. Okay. Okay. Um, you can find a picture of him. They've blurred out his face because apparently, like, this has gotten so heated that he's actually worried for his own safety. Um, but you can – I mean, I looked at the picture of him. He – I mean, he looks like he's dressed as, like, I don't know, like like Eddie Murphy who's ready to do his comedy routine. So I guess if Eddie Murphy's thuggish. Well, I mean, there's various states of Murphyism. Then, indeed. Um, I didn't think it was quite that thuggish, but – uh, he was dressing comfortably, let's say. All right. Anyway, so what happens is, right, like this, this, this is his supervisor or whatever brings up the dress code, right? And then in response, right, he basically in this conversation, like basically says like, look, look, um, Steve, my boss, right? He said like, look, I've been, you know, I've been hearing a lot of comments about me that have been like racist, sexist, homophobic, et cetera, et cetera, right? And so his, his complaints, uh, this employee's complaints about, all this inappropriate commenting to him is met with, uh, no, 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 the comments aren't racist. They're just jokes. You're too sensitive, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, there's a couple of choice quotes like, um, you're, the problem is you're too sensitive. You need to check all that at the door before you come here to work. Um, that's kind of weird. We don't even tolerate people bringing up concerns of racism here. Um, okay, that's kind of weird. Um, anyway... What ended up happening, the short, the long and the short of the story is that, you know, the CEO fired four people, a, a supervisor and four employees that were involved in this. Um, that's pretty much about it. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's uh, yeah, I mean, I don't have a lot to say about it. It's just, uh, it's just been blowing up everywhere. I didn't know about it until you brought it up to me, but it's just, 
it's just a growing pain of a company, right? Yeah. It doesn't well, have much well, to do clearly, with games. I mean, look, like no matter no matter how progressive we are as a society or we become as a society, there's always going to be like one person here and there who, I mean, you might say that, you know, they, they fuck it up for everybody else, you know? You're speaking of the company, not the guy, right? No, no I'm, I'm speaking of like basically like it seems like all of this was, you know, there was a sp- certain supervisor who basically uh, fostered this type of climate there, right? And so, I, I mean, based on what the naive details I know about it, I blame him, right? Yeah. And it's, a, it's not because like he, like here's the funny thing about the, these kinds of like, you know, people say like, oh, no, there's no racism anymore. And then, you know, the other. I, I've never heard someone say that except in jest. <laughs> well, well, this person did. Okay. Um, and then the other extreme of that is that like, no, there's lots of racism everywhere. Right. And the thing is, is that like, you know, okay, like generally like, okay, you know, like we're not 1960s. Right. I mean, everybody knows we're not 1960s. But at the same time. Right. It's like there's there's still people who do stupid shit. There's always going to be people who do stupid shit who don't know any better because they're stupid. Yes. And unfortunately, this kind of thing still happens. I mean, they're they're all fired. So it looks like it's resolved. And hopefully um, that's all there is to it. Well, firing people doesn't necessarily resolve the issue. Um, They didn't mention if. The the guy making the complaint is still at the company. I assume that he is. I haven't heard right, one like way I, or the other that he is or isn't. So this issue really this this happens in a lot of companies. It's the result of people getting into management who aren't good at management, but who might have been good at the job before they were manager. Yes, the, as known as the Peter Principle, right? You get. Yeah, you I, get, I haven't heard of the official. Yeah, it's of such it, a the, thing. Yeah, people call it the Peter Principle. Sometimes I'm not exactly sure why there's some entomology for that name, but it's basically like yeah, people are promoted. To their level of incompetence. Yeah, I, I forgot we had talked about it on, on this show as well. I've talked about it outside of the show, just the fact that like at any company, let's say you're in a sales job and you're good at sales, suddenly you're managing people. You're not good at managing necessarily. And um, yeah, it sounds like that guy just wasn't good at managing. But you also don't know, is the CEO good at it? Because the CEO is gonna, tomorrow going to have to go into the meeting with everybody and be like, hey, everybody, FYI, hey, we're in the news by the way, don't do the stupid crap that guy was doing. Right. And, oh, we just hurt the culture of the company, which has built its identity on culture. Right. Um, and a fantastic commercial. And, yes, it was a hilarious commercial. Um, so that's going to be a tough day for them tomorrow, actually. I, I would be really curious to watch how he handles that and how whatever he does backfires, since I don't think there is a successful way to to go about it without having backlash of one degree or another. Yeah, it's a tough spot. So um, we talked about World of Warcraft a second ago, and there's something else that happened recently in World of Warcraft. I'm not sure if you were familiar with the fact that apparently someone's hacking it. Like, I problem is I see headlines and then I don't follow up, so I don't know the current status of this. But I read about it um, either earlier today or yesterday. What is today? The eighth or the ninth? It's the eighth. Okay, so this is actually earlier today. Uh, headline reads: World of Warcraft cities become insta death traps. A hacker is suspected. That's amazing. I'm actually kind of surprised it took this long. So people are like level one characters are coming in and and instantly killing people. That's awesome. Yeah. So I I don't play MMOs in general, and, and neither do I, and neither right? does Tony. But imagine imagine the time where like you get into this MMO, you're some big character, and let's say it's one of those games that like when you die, it has a severe impact. I don't think in World of Warcraft there's a huge impact okay. in a death situation. I'll take your word for it. Um, it. I guess there can be. Like, you can lose some loot or something. But it's not one of those where, like, once your character dies, you have to start building your character again. Right. Um, but but I, don't, I don't understand how someone could hack it. Like, if it's all server-based, they're going in and completely destroying the game for people, right? Like, it, it destroys the game wholly. You know what the beauty of hacking is, though? Is that hackers always find a way? Oh, did you do you remember the first MMO assassination hack when the guy killed um, Lord British in front of all the MMO players when he was holding a meeting? He like hacked it and came in and like assassinated him. No, I've not heard of that. Yeah, that was legendary. MMO lore. That was a long time ago. Legendary. Yeah, the game was legendary. No, the the, the event was legendary. Okay, yeah. I have, yeah, I've never heard of this. Some don't, guy don't hacked Ultima Online and came in and killed Lord British, the guy who created Ultima when he was holding like a seminar or something. Just came, ran up, killed him, and disappeared offline. And it be, 
came like you know video game lore. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I guess it's similar things. Like I, I can only imagine a hack like this is something where you actually you're hacking the server, running the stuff to give your character a power when you go into that server. I'm guessing somehow they could like intercept packets and maybe like stuff something into them on the way. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. It's crazy though. And now imagine this happens in a game that does have a more severe penalty for death, right? Like it's just it's amazing to me that this. I guess I shouldn't be surprised at all because I know that hackers can do yeah, crazy that's stuff. Yeah, that's like what I'm saying. I, I'm surprised it took this long for such a thing. Yeah, to it has. Occur. It has been a long time, actually. The game has this game been out for a decade yet? Almost. I mean, I remember in 2004, my friends were talking about it like it was the new hotness because it was the new hotness. So yeah, it must. I mean, I was working at GameStop like eight years ago or something like that, and I'm pretty sure it was around back then. So. First of all, surprising that it's still the big deal uh, 10 years later. What, like, what other game has been able to be, have been, like, what other singular video game has been able to have been consistently sold for that long? I, it's I crazy. It, it is. Um, but I would be really pissed off if I were involved in that game yeah. and just got instantly killed. Well, that's, that's, get killed. <laughs> that's one of the reasons why I don't venture into those types of waters. It's There's just so many unknowns. And, yeah. and of course, the whole, like, um, you know, sacrificing your whole life for virtual things business yeah there's that too. that's the other part of it so um we since we only have a couple seconds left did you also hear about this this lawsuit that sony has against the character the actor that plays kevin butler not at all yeah apparently- i'm i'm crushed that guy is the champion of millions he's of actually gamers. really funny but apparently he did some ad for Oh, what was it like a tire company or well, something he was like oh by the way sony sucks no he didn't add where he's playing the wii <laughs> right for Bridgestone Tires, he does this pr- ad promotion. Did he sign to a contract? Like, I will not play any competitor consoles in any public venue. Um, I mean, it's a it's the game on promotion by Bridgestone, so it's the promotion is clearly all about playing games, and yeah. he's and you've got uh, you know Kevin Butler playing the Wii. <laughs> so they're suing him because he was playing a competitor's product. Um, I'm not sure if they're suing him or suing Bridgestone or suing both. Yeah. Well, which in know. this case it actually makes sense though. Like they developed the character based solely on this guy, and it's all related to PlayStation. So for him to do another ad campaign, oh, he's also the president of like this guy who plays Kevin Butler is the president of his own marketing company, yeah. which was involved in making the ad. <laughs> I don't, so, I don't know what to say. I think the only way they can get him is if there was a clause in his contract that says you may not appear in public anything in, playing a competitive In product. this case, I agree with them. That they built the brand of Kevin Butler off this particular character really? playing But was he being Kevin Butler in the other promotion? No. So well, appa- apparently he, he's actually acting very similarly. But yeah. not using that character's name. Right, anyway, don't. and a remind everyone once again, go to UAT.edu, the website for the University of Advancing Technology. We'll be back next week with more dating and gaming tips. Good night, guys. You've been listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. Tune in next week for more tips and info and the latest and greatest in video gaming. And remember, all your base are belong to us.